This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Everybody. Welcome to the 51st episode of Kiwi and the Bird. I'm Kami. I'm Taylor. And in today's episode, we are giving a non-spoiler review about the enchanting and noble Onyx and Ivory by Mindy Arnett. If this is your first time listening, welcome. Here's how our book reviews work. We'll give you a little synopsis about the book, chat about the characters, and give our thoughts on the setting and writing style. And of course, we'll list our favorite things about Onyx and Ivory and we'll end the episode with a rating of the book. If you'd like to support the podcast, you're welcome to click on the link in the episode description below. We'd be so grateful to have your donations. Also, thank you so much to at LexiForest830 for this recommendation. You just radiate with positivity and we love the passion you have for books. As well, thank you so much for your support. And now, on to the show. Onyx and Ivory is a YA fantasy told through two perspectives, Kate and Corwin. Kame is going to give you guys the synopsis. I'll try. A failed assassination attempt on the King of Rhyme leaves Kate Brighton with only one option, fleeing court and nobility to escape the consequences of her father's actions. Now labeled as traitor Kate, she's a writer for the Relay with one objective, to deliver messages across cities before nightfall, lest the night drakes catch her scent. But when the prince from her past is endangered, saving him comes with a steep cost, one which leads Kate back to the kingdom who scorned her. With the magical world in danger and two brothers fighting for the throne, Kate must figure out a way to utilize her secret powers to save the kingdom, all while protecting her heart. One of the protagonists in Onyx and Ivory is Kate Brighton, aka Traitor Kate. Her affinity for writing comes not only from her background as the stable master's daughter, but her magical ability to connect with animals. For years now, she's wondered why her father committed treason. Will curiosity alone be what drives her back to court? Or will her past relationship with a certain princeling reignite? Spicy, spicy! Fire! Ignition! Hot! (laughs) (laughs) H-O-T. So what did you think about Miss Kate Brighton? Overall, I did like her character. I did like that she was very... I could see that she was stubborn. Because she's very stubborn in her beliefs that, like, she could do something even when she couldn't, which I kind of related to. And I liked that, like, you could truly feel like she had a lot of affection and a, lo- and a lot of love for her loved ones. You know, that, that really kind of drove her through the story. And I could feel that. And I really appreciated that. <sighs> the one characteristic that I did not like was the fact that she was essentially a fantasy horse girl. You know, <laughs> like, from those freaking... Those badly acted, badly written, bad special effects, horse girl movies that are super dramatic for no reason at all that everyone rolls their eyes at. I don't know if you can tell, but I have a bias against horse girl movies. I had no idea. (laughs) Personally, myself. (laughs) And so while I was reading, like, she's obviously, like, Kate is very much a horse girl. Like, she literally embodies that spirit in a fantasy world. Well, this is a little awkward because I loved those horse girl movies (laughs) when I was a kid. (laughs) Those are some of my favorites. Like, 
Actually, there was one horse girl movie that scared me because the horse got hurt in it. Mm-hmm. So I didn't like that one. But like That's racing fair. stripes. And if someone says that one's a zebra, I know it's a zebra, but it's still a horse girl movie. Okay. It's just <laughs> with a zebra. Okay. <laughs> but I loved horse girl movies. And, you know, when I was a girl, I guess I, I guess I could call myself a horse girl. And so I liked Kate. I think Kate was actually my favorite character in the book. Oh, wow. Yeah. I liked. <laughs> <laughs> You're just in disbelief. Whoa. <laughs> no, I was just like, I completely forgot that. Well, I didn't forget. I was like, well, Taylor also like had horses because she lived on a ranch. You're also an animal lover. So I was like, this is completely me, though. <laughs> like, you go, you go. <laughs> and so I liked Kate because. I felt like she was strong. She was stubborn, like you said. She did have a tenacity. You know, Mm -hmm. she wasn't easily broken down. She wasn't super subservient to other people's ideals or just because you're a king or a person in court. She's not going to just bow down to you. Um, At times, I do wish that maybe she took different actions with a certain person. But, you know, that might just be me. But... Overall, I did really like her. I did feel like she was the strongest part in the story. I felt like I I was looking forward to her chapters. I wanted to see her name because I wanted to see what she was all about. I wanted to see those horses. She going to ride them? She going to shoot arrows off their backs? <laughs> I wanted my horse girl fantasy fulfilled. Bookishly. <laughs> Kami, there was this one TV show called Saddle Club. That my sister and I were obsessed with. I think there was about six girls and how they bonded over horses. And at first they were kind of mean to each other. But then they become a good group of friends and stuff. This is the craziest part though, Kami. Chris Hemsworth is in it. I was going to be like, <laughs> is that the Australian one? <laughs> He's in it. I and I didn't realize that until I rewatched it a few years ago. And yes, I will say I did rewatch it a few years ago. <laughs> I was like, Chris Hemsworth? Thor? <laughs> so yeah. Give it a watch. In Onyx and Ivory, we also meet Corwin Tormain, aka the Errant Prince. He's long accepted that he's not worthy of the throne and earned his negligent reputation when he mysteriously disappeared from court life for two years. But a number of traumatic events have forced him back into his royal duties, all while a coincidental romantic reconnection realigns him with his heart. What did you think about our our main Love interest, Corwin. Our main male, as you once said. Our main male. (laughs) Corwin! You know, I'm a bit divided with Corwin. Mm -hmm. Because I can appreciate the fact that he is kind of this errant prince, but then he kind of learns about responsibility and begins to understand that he has a duty and he wants to act on those duties and such. But I'm not going to lie, romantically with Corwin, I was like, I'd rather not. (laughs) because he's a bit irresponsible with people's feelings at times yeah and i was like i would like some sensitivity some vulnerability maybe a little bit like i should think through my words before i say them a little (laughs) bit (laughs) and so as a character i can appreciate him but i wasn't very passionate about him but what about you? I agree. I did like what his character was supposed to be in that, like, this prince who doesn't think he's worthy going into, oh, like, I have a responsibility to my throne kind of thing. I wish that had been played out a bit more. 
But I agree with you romantically that one particular scene stood I, out. I know exactly which yes. one you're talking about. And I was like, we were building all up for you to fail at this moment. <laughs> it's like when someone's doing hurdles and at the last one, they just biff it. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what Corwin did romantically. <laughs> now let's move on to the setting. Onyx and Ivory takes place in Rhyme, a kingdom on the brink of upset. As the only kingdom with magic, there is prejudice amongst the two types of wielders, Magus and Wilders, the ones who align with the throne and the ones who don't. They say nay. They do, really do. They really like rebelliously a lot. nay. Like revolution. Yeah, <laughs> like a lot of people might die. Yeah. So what did you think about the setting? <laughs> I really enjoyed the setting. In fact, I mean, I'm a really big person with world building. And I think this book did enough of it where I could actually, okay. No, no, I'll say it. I could actually get into the world. Hmm. Like I could separate out the separate kingdoms, which is very important to me. We all know this. We all know it. And I feel like. Overall, I think I re- I did like the setting because I really could see the story being played out. Yeah, I think the setting was strong in that you could get a layout of the world, but also it's left to your imagination as well. I think with the setting, I do wish that there was maybe a little bit more of like a distinct feature yeah. to rhyme in particular. But I do think that like politically, you know, problem-wise, landscape-wise, that the the setting was very well done. Now let's move on to our next topic, writing style. What did you think about the author Mindy Arnett? I think Mindy Arnett did a really good job dispersing information, getting the setting across, like you said. And, I mean, this is a personal thing for me as a horse girl myself. Mm-hmm. But you can always tell in movies or in books when someone hasn't ridden a horse before. And so I really appreciated the fact that I could tell that the author has ridden before because she included details that you wouldn't really know or think to add if you hadn't ridden a horse before, but that, but she did. I was like, that's a true horse girl. That's a horse <laughs> author. I like that horse author. So I thought she did a really good job. Um, Overall, I did like what she did with the story, and I think she did have a pretty good flow because I can still – think of things in the events that they happened. However, I did feel like I was reading three different books at times. Oh. There was one, like, horse girl mundane, like, real world aspect. There was kingdom politics, and then there was the magic. So, I think overall, I kind of wish that she had mixed those in a little bit better. Overall, though, like, I did like the story and I did like the way she wrote it, but it's just interconnecting all of them in a way where it was just satisfying. But other than that, good job. <laughs> Welcome to Saddle Club. <laughs> if you're wondering how many times I can name drop Saddle Club, the limit does not exist. <laughs> Infinite. Now, if you like horses, horse girl movies, drakes, princes, childhood friends to lovers, kings, assassination, sibling rivalry, dead fathers, gemstones, magic, 
Secret powers. Sarcastic best friends. Court life. Court politics. Brothels. Treason. Traitors. And guns. Then this is the book for you. Yeah. Maybe go to your local bookstore or library and check it out. Give it a look-see. Maybe you'll really like it. Are you a horse girl? You will like it. Or will you become a horse girl after this book? Um, or will you be like me and have unfair biases against things? Will you be unhorse girl? Anti-horse girl? <laughs> Anti-Chris Hemsworth and Saddle Club. <laughs> Never anti-Chris Hemsworth and Saddle Club. <laughs> Kimmy, that's a sin. It's a sin I'm willing to bear. <laughs> I will bleed for this. <laughs> now, Tay. Based on a rating scale of one to seven, one being literal trash and seven being fangirl mania, what would you rate Onyx and Ivory by Mindy Arnett? Okay, I know the general range mm-hmm. I'm going to rate it in. It's just more so like, what's the specific I'm going to give it? Yeah, I'm probably going to go on a rant before I do mine. Because the rant usually means we're figuring out as we're speaking. Exactly. And then we're going to land on something. Yep. Um, okay, for me, I really did like this book. I felt like it had a vibe. If you like royalty, if you like, you know, kind of medieval fighting and kind of like dragons slash drakes and horses, of course, then I do think you'll really like this book. I think for me, I did like it overall, but at times I felt like the conflicts felt a little bit repetitive. Mm. And so I think if there was like one slight variation or maybe even like a different conflict introduced to help solve the current conflict... That, that maybe would have strengthened the pacing of the plot for me. And so because of that, I'm going to give this book a 4.45. Ooh. So that's between a 4, which is page turner, and 5, which is feeling my shelf. So yes. I'm page turning my shelf. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm probably going to be in the same range. Um, but like I said before, I did feel like I was reading three separate books at times. Um, the horse girl version, the kingdom politics, which was fine, but slow. And then the magical part, the magical aspect, which I really liked. Like, I really like the magic in this story and how it works and how there's like different factions and everything. Like that was definitely my favorite part of the story to read, but it was just the fact that those weren't interconnected. And I did feel like there were some things that could be pushed more, um, in terms of romance, um, in terms, <laughs> and and like you said, in terms of conflict, I feel like Corwin was a bit of the weak link in terms of plot. He he had enough within his story to be pushed. It just wasn't. For for that, I'm gonna give it a four point six. It has been done. It has been your sentence has been served. <laughs> <laughs> we have decided your fate. Thank you so much for joining us on Kiwi and the Bird for a book recommendation episode about Onyx and Ivory by Mindy Arnett. We hope that you'll join us in our upcoming episodes. If you enjoyed our content, don't be afraid to subscribe to the podcast and follow us on social media. On both Twitter and Instagram, we go by the handle at Kiwi and the Bird. Once more, if you'd like to support the podcast, just click on the link in the episode description. We hope you liked today's recommendation. Join us for our upcoming book discussion episode where we go into spoilers and details about Onyx and Ivory. And remember, like a library, at Kiwi the Bird, shh happens.